What is good, everybody, and welcome back to another installment of The Grindside, presented to you by Sports Fan Entertainment, the largest sports website by sports fans for sports fans. I'm your host, Kudu Truman, and always with me, all the way from California, I got Chase Oliver with me. What is going on, Chase? I haven't talked to you in a while. Kuda, we are here filming the podcast that you are listening to on your mobile or laptop device. We are here having the time of our lives. Oh, man, bring back my boy Sergio. Anyway, before we get into anything, make sure you visit sportsfanentertainment.com for the latest sports news by sports fans for sports fans. We are also on Twitter. We are also on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on YouTube. 11,000 subscribers strong, and we are still grinding. Make sure you visit us on all social media platforms. And basically, if you mess with the podcast, be sure if you're listening to this on iTunes, give us that five star rating more. If you do that, more people will find this podcast and more people will tune into this podcast. So make sure you give us that five star rating. And also do not forget to subscribe if you want the latest episodes. And if you're listening on SoundCloud, because you're not about that iTunes life, then make sure you follow us on SoundCloud to stay updated with the latest episodes that will be dropped. And do not forget to like the track as well. Well, now, moving on. It's been a while since we, I got to say, it, it's on Chase and I. We haven't been, we haven't been that consistent with that. But you got to, you got to get cut us some slack over here. We're busy. We got other things to attain to. But we're back and we're better than ever. You know what? Make the grind side great again. That's what I'm trying to say. But I'm just letting everybody know right now, we will yeah, not be. Hashtag grind side great again. Make grinds like Gregory, but I'm just letting everyone know right now, we will not be discussing anything about the anthem because honestly, the whole situation has just grinded me out. I am sick of discussing the same hullabaloo that's been going on with the anthem. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Ever since I saw Jerry Jones take the knee, I said, you know what? That's a wrap for me. This is going absolutely nowhere. So no more anthem talk from us at the grind side. But let's move on to bigger things, more important things. The first news that we want to knock out the park, two of the NFL's most marketable stars, their biggest stars in the league right now, Odell Beckham Jr., wide receiver of the New York Giants, and J.J. Watt, defensive end for the Houston Texans. Both stars are out for their teams for the entire season. Odell got injured in his game against the San Diego Chargers, or Los Angeles Chargers, I believe it is. Good gosh, excuse me. And J.J. Watt, he got injured in the Sunday night game against the against the Kansas City Chiefs. This this is obviously big losses for both teams. I mean, J.J. Watt is an absolute stud on the defensive end. He's basically the defensive anchor for the Texans. And Odell Beckham Jr., he's basically the entire Giants. I mean, without him, Eli Manning, he has no one to just throw the ball silly to and expect for him to make an insane catch. And the Giants just went 0-5. They lost against the Chargers, who were going into the game without a win as well. So this is this is a pretty big situation for the Giants and Texans as well. I mean, they both lost two captains on their teams. I don't know how both of them are going to recruit. I don't know how the NFL is going to recruit because, again, these are two marketable stars for the NFL. Chase, what are your thoughts on, the, on these losses for both teams? Yeah, man, like like you said, market marketability, especially trying to get that casual fan to watch uh, the teams, just because you know the Giants. Let's just be real, everyone, everyone, including you and I, we had them what top ten, top eleven when it came to our power rankings this season. I they had them playoffs. Really disappointed. 
but it doesn't matter because they have they have one of the more marketable guys in Odell Beckham. People will still want the Giants play. And the Texans, you're always going to think that they're good because of J.J. Watt. And it, it just sucks to see both of these guys go down because, you know, you want more people watching football. You want people to, like, get into football. You want to be able to talk to people about football. And J.J. Watt and Odell Beckham, they're guys that get people to watch football. You know, they're good football players. Whether you like them or not, they're, they're good football players really good football players outstanding football players and it sucks to see both of them go down with injuries and you know it's like that whole core went down with them you know Odell Beckham obviously his injury happened later in the game but his two teammates Brandon Marshall's out for the season with the ankle and Sterling Shepard is out for two weeks and Dwayne Harris is out for the season with the torn pectoral and then you go on to the Houston Texans same thing with uh, outstanding pass rusher Whitney Merciless He's out for this season with the torn pectorial. So, you know, those teams are hurting right now. And especially when you lose those star people. And it sucks for J.J. Watt, too, because for three years, this guy was the most dominant defensive player in the NFL. One of the best defensive ends we have ever seen in football. Without a doubt. He was doing the swatting. He was getting to the quarterback, stopping the run. I mean, this guy literally beat every lineman that he faced. For three years, three-time defensive player of the year. And, man, dude, it sucked. Ever since that back injury, he hasn't been the same. And I, I don't know if we're ever going to see J.J. Watt be the same. Like, he'll still have a respect around the league because he's so he's really good. But, man, dude, I don't think we're ever going to see him the same after this injury right here. Nah, it's not going to be the same again. So we're basically not going to see them for the rest of the season. Hopefully they both receive speedy recoveries. It was a shame to see J.J. Watt go out after a tremendous offseason he had, helping out the Hurricane Harvey relief for everyone in Houston, basically proving what a good dude he is. It just sucks to happen to see it happen to such a good dude like him. And again, Odell, he was such a big factor for that Giants offense. I just hope nothing but the best for them. I enjoy watching these two play every Sunday. So, um... Speedy recoveries go out to Odell, uh, J.J. Watt, and anyone else who suffered a terrible injury so far this season in the NFL. Now, moving on to another big topic we want to knock out the park. Adrian Peterson, Purple Jesus, all day. He is out of the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints have traded him to the Arizona Cardinals for an unconditional pick. This is something that I saw happening because... (laughs) Okay, let's face it. Adrian Peterson signing to the Saints was a big mistake to begin with. I mean, the Saints... It made no sense. It literally made no sense. A guy like Adrian Peterson who expects the entire offense to revolve around him, how do you expect them to change their entire game plan? Oh, God, what happened here? Jesus Christ. Uh, How do... um. How do the how does Adrian Peterson expect the New Orleans Saints to revolve their entire game plan around him when they still have Drew Brees throwing the ball 50 times a game? I mean, it's simply not going to happen. In a system where they don't even rely on one running back to to get 25 to 30 carries a game. That's just not the Saints style. So I don't know why Adrian Peterson even thought that that was going to work out and you you saw it firsthand the first monday night game the saints facing the vikings i believe it was you saw adrian peterson yelling at champagne give me the ball more well adrian you should have known that you should have known better that you were not going to get the ball in new orleans (laughs) i honestly thought that adrian should have gone to a team like the green bay packers a team that needs a running back a team that wants to take that stress off of their quarterback like aaron Rodgers. but that's not champagne style now 
they traded him to the Arizona Cardinals where everyone's calling it the the retirement home because that's basically where all old players go to die. And if you look at the facts, it's not it's actually pretty true. I mean, look at who the Cardinals signed in the past. They signed Edgar and James back in 2003. They signed up, who was it, Chris Johnson recently. They signed another old running back uh, a while ago. I'm trying to remember what his name was, but I, I can't think of it right now. It's basically true. Um, what is it? Was it uh, Hightower? Good old Tim Oh, no, Hightower's still in the league, right? No, he's still in the league. He was pretty young, though. Uh, his name will probably pop up soon, but, yeah, okay, yeah it's a... Tim Hightower's in the league. No, they, they signed a... They, they are Mr. Well, no, wasn't it Mendenhall? Rashard Mendenhall? Steelers great? Oh, yeah, they Rashard did... Mendenhall? Yeah, Mendenhall, they did sign right? him. Yeah, they did sign Mendenhall. Uh, shout out to Mendenhall, who's a writer on Ballers right now. He's doing big things right now. But, yeah, they did sign Mendenhall. So, basically, Arizona's the old running backs committee. Yeah, I guess he retired, like, literally, like... Yeah, did, no, I was just yeah. saying he retired after that season. He started to become a writer, right? Rashard Mendenhall. Yeah, yeah. But, um, moving on. So, um... Is this going to be a big move for the Arizona Cardinals? I think, like, this will work out until David Johnson comes back, and then they'll have to put Adrian Peterson on number two in the depth chart, and that's going to make him ten times more furious. But I think it's a good move for them right now. Um, The Cardinals, they desperately need a running game. I mean, David Johnson, there is rumors that he's going to be back before the Thanksgiving game. I believe the Cardinals are playing on Thanksgiving this year. I'm not too sure about that, but... Basically, they're in desperate need for a running game, and who knows? Maybe if David Johnson doesn't end up coming back, if he doesn't end up coming back for the year, then it's a nice addition to have Adrian Peterson because we haven't seen what he's capable of doing because he was on New Orleans, and they didn't give him enough carries to see if Adrian is washed up or if he's still capable of bursting out for a couple hundred yard yard games. But um, I feel like this will be a good move for the Cardinals. I'm, I'm willing to see what Adrian Peterson still has left in the back. Obviously, he didn't get the opportunity to show it in New Orleans, but fortunately enough, um, what's his face? Uh, Andy Reid Jr. What's his name again? The coach for the Cardinals? I can't even think of his name right now. Bruce Arians? Bruce Arians. Yeah, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians. Hopefully, Bruce Arians, he uh, works up a playbook for Adrian. One weird thing that I want to point out is that um, you saw his number for Arizona now, right? No, I haven't seen anything though. What's his number? What's it? It's not twenty-eight. No, it's not. It's twenty-three. And I'm. I gotta tell you, I'm not a fan. Oh. Oh, that's ugly. I, I I'm not a fan of it. I'm too used to seeing him wearing the twenty-eight, uh, twenty-three. I don't know. Maybe it's gonna take away his magical power switching it's the like, number. It's like uh, it's like it's like talk, talking about basketball for me. It's like Dwayne Wade. You know, he's on the Cavs now, and he's not wearing three. Yeah, he's and he's like wearing number nine. number nine. That is so ugly. I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Like, I, 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 I it's, it's so weird. Because, like, it's, like, it's, like, different. You know, like, look, on six worked with on the Heat. Like, like, number six was, like, bad guy LeBron. But seeing Dwayne Wade, who's always been, like, number three, just wearing number nine. It's just such a such an odd number for Dwayne Wade, you know? It really is. Like, with LeBron, like, number six, it was his alter ego. It was his villain number. And, like, we got used to it over the course. But I don't I, – I can't see Dwayne Wood number nine. It's just not looking – it's not looking hot to me right now. It's just like Adrian Peterson wearing number 23. Because I think that's the number that Chris Johnson wore um, with the Cardinals, too. So that's basically like, hey, you're an old running back. We're going to give you this default number of 23. Prove to us what you have. <laughs> yeah. But uh, AP going to the Cardinals. First he was the Saint. 
Now he's a cardinal. Next up, he will be a pope. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's not like he's in a better situation offensively because the Cardinals, they want running backs that can catch. Adrian Peterson, as phenomenal Hall of Fame talent as this guy is, he's not the best pass catcher. And that's why I didn't understand why he went to the Saints. Like, what made him say, oh, I'm going to the Saints. That's where I want to be. Like, no, if, if he wanted to go to a team, like you said, the Packers, back up for the Cowboys, somewhere where you know that, hey, they're going to hand you the football and just to run straight down the field. The, you're not going to get that on the Saints. Drew Brees is the man on that team, not you. It's like I, I feel like Adrian Peterson, there's a reason why maybe he's never played with the elite quarterback his whole career because he, he wouldn't be able to handle that. And then everyone's like, oh, this is why you should have signed. I saw stupid people said, this is why you should have signed with the Patriots. Do you realize that he was just being a rotation with Mike Lisley, Rex Burkhead, James White, and whatever other bunch of characters are there? That would have been ten times worse. I would have enjoyed seeing him yell at, uh, I would have enjoyed him seeing him yell at uh, Belichick on the sideline. That would have been a sight to see. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah, no. this, This event right here of Adrian Peterson getting traded, it was inevitable. Like you said, once we saw him yelling at Sean Payton week one, week one, you knew that, oh, this ain't going to end very well. There's going to be, he's going to be gone. Because Martin Ingram fits with what Sean Payton wants to do. Alvin Kamara especially fits with what Sean Payton wants to do. The thing about Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, they're both not really every down back. Like, you, you get what I'm saying? Like, they don't, they can't play every down. They have to split carry. And it's because of stamina issues. It's because of play call issues. It's just it's just certain things about those guys. But the one thing that they both do very well is they both catch the, the football. Adrian Peterson, he doesn't catch the football because Adrian Peterson, he's used to like having Jarek McKinnon's and Matt Asiata's and um, who, who else was behind them for a little bit. There's a there's a couple other running back, uh, Toby Gerhardt's and uh, oh, there's another running back that's like um, the. Fake Adrian, not 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 the fake Adrian Peterson. Who was the other running back that was behind them for a little bit? Something Green. I can't remember his fucking name. Latavius. Uh, I think it was Latavius Murray. No, it wasn't him. No, no, not Murray. Murray Murray's been a raider. Raider. Oh, raiders. Uh, but anyways, Peterson's used to guys that are behind him that are like, okay, we only take like two, maybe three carries a game. Mark Ingram is a 10 to 15 carry a game running back. Same with Alvin Kamara. And Adrian Peterson is expected to get 30 carries a game. That was a so, that was the main reason why he got playing. traded as well, because the Saints were pretty high on Alvin Kamara, so they didn't see a point in keeping Peterson around. Yeah, there's no point in keeping Adrian Peterson if Alvin Kamara's going to ball out like he's doing. Alvin Kamara, what the Saints want to do, you know? So, yeah. All right, now moving on, this is a topic that this is a segment of the show that we've just added on, which we thought was a pretty neat idea. We're going to give our MVP and our Mr. Irrelevant for the week. Our MVP is basically who balled out, who showed up for their team, and who was basically the difference maker for their team in their victory. And our Mr. Irrelevant, do we need to explain more? It's basically the stinker of the week. Uh, Chase, you want to start off with your MVP? Yes, my MVP is the Saxonville Jaguars defense. Mm. All of these guys picking off that high-profile steel offense off times, making those boys look like trumps. Now, granted, we know the Steelers like to play down to their competition. That's, that's pretty much the Pittsburgh Steeler way. Play down to your competition. 
Like, I, I don't be surprised, guys, that the Pittsburgh Steelers bounce back next week because they're facing the better team and everything like that. Don't be surprised. Steelers fans just need to be used to this by now because that's what they do. But to get blown out by Jacksonville like this, to turn the ball over not once, not twice, not three times, not four, but five times. Five times, five times, five times. Five times, five times. Yeah, you, you know what I'm referencing, Kuda. Uh, shout out to Booker T. <laughs> but you get the idea. Five times they turned over the football. That That's inexcusable. You can't be turning the football that many times over. But not only that, did Jacksonville just get five interceptions? They returned two of them for touchdowns. That's what you need to do on defense. You need to return those touchdowns. You need to return those interceptions for touchdowns. You need to put points on the board. They had like about... I want to say around like 100 interception yards. That's crazy. So when it comes down to it, shout out to the Saxonville defense, man. They they balled out. their MVPs. And remember, Kuda, I was harsh on them. We we were hard. We, we were all we were all harsh on them. We we, them we all like didn't give them a chance. Had, yeah, and, and right now they're they're a winning team. Not a good team, but they're a winning team. There's a difference <laughs> between being a good team and a winning team. But they're winning, and that's all that matters. Right, you know they're a winning team. They have a winning record. So you know what? Shout out to the Jacksonville Jaguars. Even if they end up only winning five games this season or six, you know maybe even seven. At least that defense balled out. All right, and my MVP of the week goes to somebody who was recently dropped by his yoker company, who's recently been put into the backlash of the media. That is right. I am talking about former MVP, quarterback of the Carolina Panthers, Cam Newton, is my MVP of the week. This man absolutely had his way against my Lions last Saturday, last Sunday. Uh, I can't even hate on it. The man he threw for 355 yards, three tutters. I mean... We didn't expect to see this from him because he made those comments. He made that comment to that female report, which everybody took out the wrong proportion. Everybody blew it out of proportion, in my honest opinion. People just yeah. misspoke what Cam was trying to understand. He was in no shape or form disrespecting uh, women I, at all. I just want to say, too, uh, being someone, I, I know a bunch of females that have said they can't take certain people serious women seriously talk about sports male sports and stuff like that i'm being dead serious and i'm not trying to like defend cam in any well i guess i am defending cam in some way who would have who would i be defending an auburn alumni club that's crazy for me to think about oh yeah i've had females tell me that they can't take take women talking about sports seriously i've had co-workers tell me this i've had uh, well, actually, only one coworker tell me this, but I've had a coworker tell me this. But when I took my women's media class, Kuda, I took a women media class in college, and, and guess what? I was one of the only guys in the class. Like there was only two of us, but like the other guy barely showed up. You know how many women slagged on so many other women talking about sports and acting like they knew it? They they, they hated a lot of the women in sports. So really, to be honest here, I, I don't see how Cam Newton was being. Like, I, I get it, yeah, he should have, like, insulted the woman like that in public and stuff like that. But really, I, I don't see why people are, like, always, like, look, if I'm just saying if Andrew Luck would have said that, they would have been like, oh, look at Andrew trying to make a joke with a, a woman. But since it's Cam Newton, well, because, like, it's Cam. It's easy to, it's easy to jump on Cam for stuff like that. Bad light. 
it's really easy for the media to jump on cam for stuff like this. What'd you say there? Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's Yeah, it is. Totally is. Like, that's the thing. I don't think people understand. Like, women are also saying this. It's not just Cam Newton. That's what, what pissed me off about how people, like, freaking out about Cam Newton's comments. There's also women saying this about each other. No, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, but other than that, despite all the stuff that was being said about him in the media, Cam still went into Ford Field. He still led his team to a 27-24 victory. It, it honestly should have been a blow, but the defense, they kind of let the up. the yogurt company really dropped him? Yeah, they dropped him, and they um they signed Dak Prescott to more money, a bigger contract than they gave Cam. Oh. I mean. Oh, my I, God. Like, oh, they went for one. <laughs> they went to, they're pretty much the same player in some way. Wow. Yeah, basically <laughs> yeah. A, a lighter version of him. I, I would say, like, if, if you're not really knowledgeable on football, you would think. Yeah, no, they're pretty much the same, like, when it comes down to it. Like, if you don't watch football all that much, you'll probably be like, oh, isn't that the same guy? I don't see the difference. <laughs> so that was a no, pr- I'm being dead serious. If you don't watch football a lot, guarantee, show someone a picture of Cam Newton. Then, like, 30 minutes later, show them a picture of Dak Scott. They're going to be like, did he just grow more teeth? Like, seriously, like, you, you, like that person would probably think they're the same person. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. But um, that was a no, pretty... I mean, yeah. No, no, I get what, I get what you're saying. Don't worry. With me. Don't you think that would be true? No, yeah, honestly, I believe you. Like, no, that I'm would be... Saying, like, they just pretty much just signed, like, younger... They just signed the younger version. They're like, oh, yeah, we done with the old version. We got the younger version now. And I feel like in a few years, they're going to go for a... What's his face from... Clown- What's his face? They're gonna get the guy from Clemson, or even the guy from Florida State. The, their quarterbacks—they're just going for light skin quarterbacks. That's just their mission. Uh oh, DeAndre Francois. Yeah, oh, yeah, De- yeah, DeAndre Francois is next. Yeah, for the yo play. He—he's next in line for yeah, Dan. Yeah, DeAndre Francois. So Dak, you're gonna—you're gonna make a—you're gonna make a joke about like testicles or something. I don't know. Dak Prescott's gonna say something stupid about balls, and then the yogurt company's gonna be like, "No, we don't like that." And then DeAndre Francois. No, but the thing that oh, confused yeah. you know, me. You know who actually would replace? Oh, uh, we who who would replace? Oh, you know, actually, I, I was gonna say, what about Jalen Hurts? Jalen Hurts could uh, replace. No, like the thing that I'm I'm confused about is like why Dak? Like, didn't he get his ass whooped in the over the summer? Isn't there a video of him getting his ass whooped at the beach? Yeah. Yeah, why, why did they pick him then? I don't get it. Like he's not—he's not Mr. Perfect himself. I—I I don't know. I'm not the yo. I—I I, I think they just wanted a quarterback. I think it's just like, because like they know the yoga company knows quarterbacks are the most popular position. <laughs> I'm not them. I'm not the marketing so people. So Francois. Yeah, he's—he's he's next yeah, in line. Yeah, Francois, heal up, Noy, because you got that yoke. You got you got that yogurt commercial coming through, <laughs> so heal up, man. <laughs> No, he does. I'm just saying. He has that yoga commercial next, man. Dak Prescott's going to lose it, and they're going to be like, oh, we lost mini cam. Time to go to the mini mini cam. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> All right, moving on to moving on to our Mr. Irrelevance for the week. Uh, Chase, who do you have as your Mr. Irrelevant? Oh, man, dude. There's, there's so, so many grandiose options. For Mr. Irrelevant, like you, you, you can just choose by the hair because there's just so many, just just terrible things, man. Just terrible, terrible things in football. But when it comes down to it, my Mr. Irrelevant for the week 
of this football would have to be the Dallas Cowboys. The whole team. Oh, oh, wow. Oh, oh, the team. entire team. The whole team. The entire team. The entire team. The offense, defense, the special entire. teams, and coaching. Yes. Yes. Especially Garrett. Especially that fool. Oh, you no. You have the Green Bay Packers on the thread. You do. You have the Green Bay Packers on the thread. You can knock them out anytime, man. You can knock them out anytime. But instead of knocking them out after taking a 21-7 lead, you let them come back in the game? How do you let these guys come back in the game like this? And not and Aaron Rodgers, he's phenomenal. That's fine. But st- still, I don't want to hear this, oh, well, the Cowboys defense sucks. Oh, uh, really? Because they held them to 21-7 for a quarter. So I don't want to hear that this defense sucks. Because if this defense sucks so bad, Kuda, they wouldn't be able to hold it to 21-7. Am I right? That, that is a Am fair right? point. That is a fair point. That is a, fa- it's a fair point. You let the Packers come back into this game. But not only that, you don't manage to clock that well. You don't manage to game plan that well. Like, seriously. They need to start one day to start realizing, shit, let's feed our beast Zeke. Like, I... I don't understand what the Jason Garrett is thinking. He has a bunch of other running backs behind Zeke, too, and Darren McFadden and freaking um, Alfred Morris. I mean, you have running backs behind Zeke Elliott, but, man, Zeke Elliott, man, this guy right here, he had 29 attempts, 116 yards. Man, give him a break and then use other running backs, too, because I can't even tell you how many attempts the other running backs had for the Dallas Cowboys without, like, pulling out the stats in front of me, but seriously, you could you could get so much more rushing yards out of your running backs to be able to chew the clock and manage that clock well. Dak Prescott, design more plays for this guy where he's running the football. Stop trying to throw with this idiot, okay? Like you don't need to throw with this guy all the time. Like I'm, I'm sorry, man. Like they're just the Dallas Cowboys. The reason why they're losing is not because of their shitty de- defense. Stop saying their defense is shitty. Their defense. Is able to hold on to lead sometimes. You gotta blame that offense because how's that offense put up 21 points and then all of a sudden again put up shit? If they put up 21 points easily on the Packers, they should be able to keep on putting up points the whole game where they shouldn't lose. And then you leave time on the clock for the Green Bay Packers to come back and win this football game. Mm. Because the Kuda, let me tell you, want me to tell you the. The, to tell you the, the other running backs, uh, how much carries Alfred Morris got. Let's go. You want me to tell you? Tell him. Uh, what you say, Kuda? Uh, I said tell him. Yeah, it's two. He got two. Jesus. Two. He got two. Two carries. Jeez. And Dak Prescott dropped back at least probably like 40 time, 45 times this game and threw 36 of those times. 36. And he only completed 25 of those passes out of 36 attempts. That that's just insane. That's just insane, man. I'm not, so I'm, I, I'm just saying, man. Yeah. Like I have no idea like what's going I'm on with saying, the Cowboys. And look at the, and look at the Packers. Look at the Packers. The Packers. They only have one running back. Rush 19 yard, 19 carries. Obviously, he had 125 yards of one TD. And then the other running backs only uh, rushed one time and stuff like that. One one time a piece, 
But at least they try to balance out the rushing game somewhat. But the thing is, they, Aaron Rodgers only threw how many times compared to Dak Prescott? He only threw 29 times, Kuda. 29 times Aaron Rodgers threw. And, that was, and they had to come back to win this game. So I'm just saying, man, the Cowboys, they need to do a better job coaching than man the clock and everything because this is just ridiculous. I'm just, I'm just being honest with you. Oh yeah, it is ridiculous. So, uh, any what else is ridiculous is uh is my pick for Mr. Irrelevant. I, I went with the safe pick. Uh, he was actually facing your MVP this week in the Saxonville Jaguars. I'm talking about oh, Ben Roethlisberger. Zero touchdowns, five interceptions. You heard it, five, five. Not split up with the backup. Five from him. A career high in interceptions for Ben Roethlisberger. This has been this has been a bad sign. Going back into the offseason when Roethlisberger was considering retirement. People didn't even think he was going to play this season. And he is. And he's out here throwing five picks against Saxonville. And that's not knocking Jacksonville down at all because their defense has been playing outstanding this season. But goddamn, five interceptions. And then he just went out of the game saying, yeah, I played terrible. Boy, you goddamn right you played terrible. Jesus. Like, everybody was everybody was labeling the Steelers as the one to take down the Patriots this year. I, I'm taking I'm gladly taking them out that label. I have no trust in the Steelers. I know it's week five. I know they have a lot of time to bounce back, but five interceptions though, that is a hard one to climb out of. Like I'm actually I'm very worried for the Steel. Like the FC North overall, that division has been off this season. Like the Ravens, they have not looked good that I mean, they have some wins, but they haven't been some good wins. That offense has looked terrible. I mean, Cleveland's looking like Cleveland again. I, I believe they're switching their quarterback, Deshaun Kaiser. He's already lost his job to Kevin Hogan. The Bengals, they start off the season. Ke- 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 Kevin, Ho- Kevin Hogan? Yeah, Kevin Hogan's going. And, and it's funny, too. Uh, there was like an NFL report that Dominic Rogers Cromartie got suspended by the Giants. Um, and it was so funny. Everyone's like, don't let this distract you from the fact that Kevin Hogan is uh, starting for Cleveland this week and that he could probably face Tom Savage. And if so, it'll be Hogan versus Savage for all the marbles, brother. <laughs> Jesus Christ. But still, like, Ben Roethlisberger, five oh, interceptions. Man. That literally reminds me of the guys that I play on Madden. I just They just throw yeah. f- five interceptions. I just pick them off every time. Jesus. Speaking of, speaking of Madden, let's segue into Chase. You want to talk about Madden for a bit? Yeah, dude, I, I do want to talk about Madden 18 because, Kuda, you brought this up in, in your podcast. If you guys don't know, my co-host, Kuda Tarumba, has a new podcast called The Kuda Tarumba Show. I'm uh, pretty sure Kuda will plug, plug at the end of the episode. But, of course, I'm, I'm going to support my friend on his podcast endeavors and listen to it. Um, and... I was listening to it, and he gave a review on NBA 2K18. Which is trash. And obviously, you know, Kuda knows. I, yeah, yeah, which is trash. But Kuda knows. I, I'm an NBA 2K18 player. We, like, we play. Like, he knows for a fact that I always play the sports game every single year. And I'm always on those games. In Madden 18, when I was listening to his review, I knew we were filming tonight. I said to myself, man, I want to talk about Madden 18. Because I want to just say, man, Madden 18 is trash. And I, I'm being dead serious when it comes down to it. I have never played a Madden game. Well, I've just been so disappointed with what they have done to this game. Ever, I feel like the last really good Madden 
was Madden 25, aka Madden 13 or 14. I can't remember which one. Which one was Madden 25? It, Madden, it, it was 13. Madden yeah, it was, was the one with the uh, Calvin Johnson on the cover. Uh, it was um. I think it was 13, Calvin Johnson was on, and then 14 was the one with Barry Sanders on. I'll double-check that right now. Yeah, 25. Yeah, that was Madden 25. Yeah, so I'm thinking Madden 13. I'm going to say Madden 13 was the last best Madden. I always get Madden 13 and 25 mixed up. But, man, that was the last best Madden. This Madden right here, Madden 18, it, it's, it's just trash, dude. It's honestly it's honestly trash. Like, they, they haven't improved it whatsoever. It's been the same game since Madden 15. All that, all they've done is added an extra juice, extra spin moves, uh, extra trucks. That's it. They just added extra stuff. Like they, they're so inconsistent with from patch to patch. One patch, there's no defense whatsoever. Like I remember, I used to be able to build teams where I was really good on offense and really good on defense and stuff like that. Now I'm being dead serious, and I've done this. Put all the best defensive players in the NFL on one team versus the best offensive players and have it where that offense faces that defense. Guess what? That offense will shut up that defense. And I'm being dead serious when I say that because it doesn't matter who you have on the field. It doesn't matter if you have the three best cornerbacks in the NFL because you, your receivers, it doesn't even matter if they're good or not. They will shred them up. Now, this year they made it a little bit more balanced for the receivers and the quarterbacks. But still, man, all these receivers are making these catches like they're Randy Moss and, and Terrell Owens, and they can do all these crazy catches on these quarterbacks. It's like these quarterbacks, they don't have any discipline or understand how to read routes that these that these receivers are running. Like the corner routes and the hitch routes of these games, they're the most broken routes. You just have to run dole the whole time. I, I Literally, when I play my franchise mode, I have to run different stuff. Just because I don't want to freaking feel like, oh, I'm cheating the system by running the same corner route every time. It's just ridiculous to me. And then Madden promised us that this year, oh, this year will be the year of the user. If you have good user skills, you'll be able to user pick anything. You need to have real skill to face off against real players in Madden. No, you don't. Because the user is still broken. Like, like, honestly, it's like, yeah, you can get user picks. But, man, most of the time, your player doesn't even pick it off. The only thing I got to say about Madison this year that they improved is the way you control the running back. The running back, you can actually use that that motherfucker for once. The juke moves actually work. The spin moves actually work. There's a difference if I'm playing as a Derrick Henry than if I'm playing with the Tourette Cohen. You know, Derrick Henry, this guy will freaking truck everyone, but he won't juke everyone out of the building, but he can truck everyone. And Tourette Cohen, he, no way he's trucking someone, but I guarantee you I can out-juke everyone in the dang building. That's the thing. That's that's great. That's awesome. I'm glad Madden can do that right. But other than that, man, passing mechanics, uh, they're lame. Like, at first, in the beginning, it was like, if you didn't have a quarterback worth the damn, your quarterback couldn't throw. And people were complaining about that shit, and they patched it up. Now, almost a lot of quarterbacks can throw. It's just ridiculous, man. There's no consistency. There's no balance in this game. Your quarterbacks will throw shitty balls half the time. I, I don't know. Like, to me, personally, Madden is just... It's just lost its touch, man. Like, online is not fun to play. I don't even fuck with Mutt because Mutt is just money-grabbing. It's too much microtransactions for me. Like, you know, if you fuck with Mutt, that's cool. But I play Mutt for, like, just the beginning theme, and then I'll say, maybe I'll give this a chance. But then afterwards, I just go get bored. There's just too much stuff that comes out every week. 
There's no point in keeping up with my team because that shit just keeps changing. Honestly, what's whatever. And then franchise, they didn't even improve. The only thing that they added to was like, oh, you can have a draft board. What the fuck does that mean, man? Like, oh, I can have a draft board. That's it? They didn't improve anything on the scouting where there's more details about them, more storylines for these players. You didn't improve anything when it came to contract negotiations. Like, it's so easy to build a great team with contract negotiations with salary cap on. And I'm being dead serious. You don't even need to. Like, trading is still a joke in this game. I can't tell you how many times if I get like, oh, oh, you know what? I don't need this player anymore because I have a young backup. Let me trade him away. I'll trade him away and get like a first-round pick. I shouldn't be able to get a first-round pick for someone like Kuda. So I'm playing my Chargers franchise. You know Dontrell Inman, right, Kuda? Yeah, yeah, I know who he is. Yeah, Dontrell Inman. He's like my fourth wide receiver. I looked on teams that were interested for a wide receiver. I saw the Indianapolis Colts, Kuda. Guess what I got for Dontrell Inman? How much? No, guess, 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 guess. What, 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 what round pick well, do you think I got for Dontrell? I, I'm assuming a first or a second rounder, at least. Uh, no, I did not. I got a fourth round pick, which is ridiculous. I should <laughs> not be getting a fourth round pick for Dontrell Inman. Oh, gosh. Seventh round, yeah. Not fourth. But not fourth. So, yeah, that's the thing with Madden, man. Oh, Madden no, you, you, you forgot trash, the worst. Just, Hold on. You forgot like, the worst okay. part of it. Please. All right. I, I want a long shot. Long shot is the worst story mode in the history of yes. all video games and it was the oh, biggest I, I was, waste was of saving, my time i was saving that for last i was i was saving that for last man i fucking hated long shot it was the first thing that i played when i got the game and let me tell you it was the biggest waste of three hours in my life it was just me sitting through at Yo. least two hours of cutscenes. And at least 10 minutes of gameplay. And the story was stupid. You're telling, yeah, and, and, uh, you're telling me that you're the freaking starting quarterback of the University of Texas. I, that's a good position if you ask me. And then you quit because your dad died. And then four years later you decide, hmm, I want to get back into football. Let me go on this reality show called Longshot where if I win the reality show, I get a contract or what was it? Con or a draft invite. Like, I don't even remember what the outcome was because I was so pissed off at playing this. Like, Devin Wade, you're the no, biggest this, bitch known the, the to man. Worst part, the worst part... The, no, Kuda, the worst part is about the game, it there's no, like, satisfying ending. Like, you... Like, it's not like your guy ends up going, like, in the third or fourth round. He goes undrafted! Like, he always goes up in the seventh, or he gets... Huh? He went... I went undrafted. You got undrafted in yours? Yeah! Oh, I went to the seventh round. I got the last pick. I went to the last pick to the team that I chose, but... The dumb part is, you don't even get to continue playing as him. Like, you, the way you continue playing as him, and if you guys want to do this, yeah, you can play as Colt Cruz, the Cruz Missile, and Devin Wade. You have to go to Connected Franchise, select your archetype as Undraft, select Mobile QB, and Speed Wide Receiver. That's the only way you can play as Devin Wade and Colt Cruz in the game, in Connected Franchise. 
God, that's so stupid. I hated that story mode so much. Like, I hate my career right now, but at least I can play the games in my career. Like, long shot, I didn't play any games. Like, literally, the longest game I picked up, I get, the, the longest game that I played was a pickup football game in the middle of Saudi Arabia against fucking Dan Marino. Yeah. Yeah, dude, that, like, that's longer than the actual long shot final game where you had to, like, and that was all cutscene, too. It was, like, check down to Justin Forsett or deep pass to Cole Cruz. I was like, what the fuck? Jesus Christ. Yeah, no, but when it comes down to it, man, yeah, no, at least long shot doesn't have B-Fresh, Kuda. <laughs> We're not going to be talking about B-Fresh on this podcast. Fucking no, I'm just saying, at least Longshot doesn't have her in the game. <laughs> that, that, I don't know what 2K was thinking. Like, 2K needs to, uh, I'm being dead serious, man. 2K needs to stop, stop with this shit, man. No, no way to, like, I want to know which basketball player they talked to that said, yo, this is my first fresh. And then they thought, oh, this would be a great idea to be in the game. No, I literally, I literally refuse to talk about Be Fresh right now. What I do want to talk about is some upcoming games that we have for next uh, week. What about, what about ATM? Where's AT, Where's ATM at? Where's ATM at? Oh yeah, what did happen to ATM? I have not seen him in my uh, my career since the um, the prelude. Our ATM might be missing. Yeah, maybe didn't get picked up. All right, but moving on to moving on to games that Jackson Ellis going to show. Jesus Christ. Let's move on to the games that we have coming up for next week. Uh, actually, tonight, because we're, we're recording this podcast right now, tonight, the Thursday night game, it is the 4-1 Philadelphia Eagles marching their way into Carolina to take on the 4-1 Carolina Panthers. I'm very excited for this game. Hopefully, it doesn't. it's not one of those regular Thursday night games where it looks like a good game on paper, but it turns out to be trash. I'm really excited to see the battle between Carson Wentz and Cam Noon. People are not talking about the improvement of Carson Carson Wentz. This dude is looking 10 times better than he has uh, since last year. He's looking better than Dak Prescott right now, which isn't a hot take. Go look at the numbers. The numbers do not lie. Carson Wentz is a quarterback right now, and it is amazing to see because he was my favorite quarterback coming out of the draft last year. Um, I'm hoping a big game between the these two um, is just going to be... Wait, Cody, you're telling me you weren't excited for Jared Goof? Oh, no. Um, well, yeah, what am I saying? Jared, Jared Goof, he was a... Uh, Oh, actually, I got to give Sean McVay all the credit in the world. He has turned Jared Goof into a competent quarterback. Not a good one, a competent one. One that you can win, quarter, one you can win games with. Yeah, I agree. He's still, he's still Jared Goof. I, 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 I was afraid that you'd be like, oh, Chase, we got to start calling him Jared Goof now. No, he's always going to be Jared Goof. There's no chick Like, that throw against the Redskins, Jared Goof. That's like, that's the, that's the Jared Goof. Oh, yeah, I Jared Goof. And I love that. Oh no, Jared Goof. Okay, all, I was just hoping. Jared Goof all the way. He's Always. he's a competent Always quarterback there. right now. That's all I'm saying. But hopefully, hopefully tonight this is going to be a good game. I'm being serious. If I ever meet him in real life, I am going to call him Jared. Like I'm just gonna, it's just gonna be on natural instinct. Well, I'm pretty sure that he has a he has a bad lisp in real life. People like Jared. call him on that, and when he does like calls in the huddle. Okay. All right, but speaking of which, back to Carolina, Carolina and Philadelphia. This is going to be on CBS. It'll also be streaming on Amazon, Amazon Prime, which is pretty interesting. Uh, Chase, what are your thoughts on this game? Uh, 
I think, though, it's the Thursday night football rule. Only trash teams can have good games. They, they, no good teams that face each other can have good games. What the hell? No, that's not that's not part of the Thursday night football rule, not part of the color rush rule. Think about it, Kuda. It's always trash teams that have good games on Thursday night. Uh, but, uh, yeah, both teams are looking really good. From the NFC side of things, the Eagles, uh, this mismatched team that we didn't know anything about, they're looking really good. Uh, Carolina is back to being Carolina that looked like what they should have been last year because, you know, they took a huge drop-off last year, but this year they're back to the 2015 Carolina Panthers form. And you know me, man, I got to trust Riverboat Ron. I got to trust those Carolina Panthers. Carson Wentz, he's pretty good, but he still likes to throw those turnovers. But this should be a good quarterback battle. I hope this game's good, though, Kuda, but I don't know. The Doris is not good football odds. They love giving trash games. Oh yeah, they absolutely do. It's still it's still a funny thing to realize that the best Thursday night game that we got so far this year was the LA Rams taking on the San Francisco 49ers. That was that's still that's still probably that's still probably the best game of the year. I remember I told you too. Remember I told you oh that game's gonna be good and you're like, oh I don't know. I told people you, you know what what? Low key, those 49ers have been having good games, man. Oh, yeah, they have. They still haven't won a game, but they're putting on a good show for people, at least. Yeah, no, that, that Colts and 49ers game was great. I'm just I'm just saying, like, low-key, they're putting on these good games. They just got to translate into wins. That's all I'm saying. Moving on. A battle. Uh, no, 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 I know. I agree. Yeah, right. But moving on, a battle for the AFC East. We got the New England Patriots taking on the people's football team, the New York football J-E-T-S. And I can tell you right now, I am rooting so hard. I'm a Jets fan this week. I do not care what anyone says. I don't even know who's starting quarterback for the Jets is right now. I'm assuming it's Christian Hackenberg. I'm assuming that's who it is right now. But I, if the Jets... It's McCown. It's it's Jay McCown. It's McClown, dude. Oh no it's one, McClown. no one, no wonder they're winning games right now. I'm telling you right now, if the New York Jets beat the New England Patriots and take first place in the AFC East, Patriots fans all over the world, you need to block me on Twitter because I'm coming for you. I'm gonna be tweeting at you. I'm going to be making New York Giants Super Bowl jokes. You need to block me everywhere. You will not be safe. You won't be safe from anybody on the internet. You need to delete your Facebook. You need to delete everything. That's what I'm saying to you right now. This week, we are all New York Jets fans. I mean, obviously, we're still here waiting that for the Patriots to make their big season comeback. But you know what? We're still believers of their big collapse. We are believers right now. All right? Chase, please tell me you're on the Jets wagon right now. Uh, honestly, I'm being dead honest here. Upset special is the Jets, man. Because straight up, the Patriots have not looked good. Like I'm just—they haven't. It's like it's not like hate. It, it, it just—they they just haven't looked good. Like honestly, if Nick Folk didn't miss all three of those kicks on Thursday night, they would have lost the Tampa Bay, man. Like dead serious. Like they just haven't been looking good. Like I, like Brady's been looking fine. Like it, Tom Brady's been looking fine. The offense, like what Tom Brady's doing, he's doing fine. It's just that the receivers have looked like trash. That offensive line has been kind of blocking trash. The running backs are not doing what they normally do. That defense is like, is Hightower still injured? I, I don't even know. Like, he doesn't feel like he's on the field. I have uh, no mostly. idea. 
if he's still healthy. Because straight up, man, the Patriots, they're just not looking good. While the Jets, granted, they haven't been playing the highest competition of football. Uh, they're, they're winning. <laughs> I mean, they're competent. That defense is looking pretty nice. And the offense, especially the running game with Powell and Elijah McGuire out of all folks in the world, man, it's looking pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, man, upset special, dude. The Jets, why not? And plus, the Jets are always guaranteed one win over New England. That, that's like their calling card no matter who they face and stuff <laughs> like that. And honestly, if the Jets end up end up with a 9-7 and seven record, Tom Bowles, that, that coach of the year award, man, the Jets are supposed to be a joke this year. Oh, yeah, they were supposed to be. And now for another game that we're going to put respect on. This game features two winning teams, two teams that have surprised people so far in the NFL season this early. I'm talking about the L.A. Rams, the greatest show on turf. Back again, baby. They're going into Saxonville to take on that top five defense. And it's going to be a show. Is Jared Goof going to torch up the Saxonville D? Or is Jalen Ramsey and Jacksonville going to make a repeat of Jared Goof of what they did to Ben Roethlisberger last week. And I don't care what anyone says. You might call me a fool right oh, now. It, I'm. It, it, it's... What's up? This is my Super Bowl right here. Portals versus Goof. <laughs> this is my Super Bowl, Kuda. Portals versus Goof. This might as well be the Super Bowl because this looks like it's going to be the best game of the week. It's two teams that we all called terrible last year, and now they're taking over the NFL. This is the revenge tour for the Rams and the Jaguars right now. I don't know what happened to them over the offseason. I don't know if they stole any of MJ's uh, secret stuff, but Jesus Christ, these two have looked like football teams this year, and I could not be more happier for the two. I think I think it's more of like they're not playing good competition, at least in my opinion. But you know, yeah, Bortles versus Goof. As you guys know, I've said Blake Bortles is the worst quarterback I've ever seen um, in in this recent generation of the NFL. And you guys know how I feel about Jared Goof. I'm hoping there's so many turnovers this game. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna see these there are all these stupid turnovers. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I just want to see like, how bad like, Goof can, like, like, Bortles throws, like, a pick six, and then Jared Goof goes, Let me one-up oh, you. Let me one-up you. Let me one-up you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but my pick is, uh, I got to go with, honestly, it's so hard. This game is actually hard to predict because, you know, the Rams, they had a tough loss against Seattle. Honestly, they could have won that game too against the Seahawks. They could have. But then the but then the Steelers got blown out by Jacksonville. And dude, it's Leonard Fournette versus Todd Gurley. Dude, ooh, two top tier running backs, man. Two of the top three rushers in the NFL right now. Gurley is number three. Fournette morning, is number man. two. Huh? As uh, it's about between the the top three rushers in the NFL right now. Gurley's number three, and Fournette's number two. Yeah, no, yeah. Who's not, who's leading the league in Russia? Kareem Hunt. Oh, Kareem Hunt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> How did I forget? Yeah, Andy Reid, yeah. Uh, I'm bad. A shout-out to Kareem Hunt. Great rookie. Um, but, yeah, no, dude. Uh, damn, such a hard game. I would have to say, because the Steelers play down to their competition, but LA's defense has been really good under Wade Phillips. You know what? I got to go with... 
the goof. I, I got goof in this game, man. I don't. I think. I think goof is going to win this game. Give me goof and girly. But um. Here's my beg to the NFL. Of all the stuff that's been happening in in the league right now with all the anthem BS and with all the stuff that's going on, I'm begging you right now, please, as a football fan, flex the Sunday night game that you have right now. Nobody in the world wants to see the Giants go up against the Broncos, especially now after the Giants lost their entire receiving corps. The Giants have nobody. They're 0-5. We do not want to see them get dismantled by the Broncos D. This will probably be the third week in a row that I skip on what, Sunday Night Football. What made the NFL... Just in general, though, what made the NFL, when they were making the schedule, think, oh, this would be a good Sunday Night game? Broncos versus Giants. I mean, it's not like Peyton is on the team anymore. Like, I would make, it would make sense if it was Eli versus Peyton. But what is the... Re- why they put Broncos versus versus Giants in the first place? Like, you know what? Like I always felt like I always felt like, like the Broncos are they're, gonna get prime time. I felt like the Broncos are gonna get primetime games no matter what. They're kind of like the Spurs of the NFL, where they just they just remain consistent. You know what I mean? They'll always have a winning season. I mean, I gotta yeah, be, yeah. I gotta be honest with you. I see a lot of yeah, Broncos but, but games like, in my why? area. To be honest, get, like I'm nowhere. Two good defenses. Uh. I think I think more so because like the. Could be two elite defenses going at it. No, I I feel like it because Manning obviously he has a Manning name and the Broncos it has a lot of names on that. The Broncos has a lot of names on the D like Akeem Talib, Chris Harris, Von Miller. Um, they got a lot of names worthy to still give them the primetime games and whatnot. They still got Emmanuel Sanders and a lot. They still got a lot of the Broncos team from the Super Bowl team. It's just they don't have paint. They got uh, what's his face. Um, Trevor Samime in there. Hey, Kuda, isn't it funny the Giants still have not a one again since they've taken that boat picture? Jesus. I've, I keep seeing that meme everywhere, and I'm saying, like, I thought that people were blowing down a proportion, but they might be right. There might be some bad juju right there. I feel like Odell, I, it was a bad look on him. Like, you can't just you can't be in uh, on a boat in Florida in Tim's. Like, that's some bad karma right there. Odell's got to learn better for next time. Yeah. Yeah, but honestly, this could be a no. Because the Broncos, the thing about the Broncos that I can respect about this team is they're not the Steelers. If this was Giants versus Steelers, oh, I'm giving this game to the Giants because I know the Steelers will play to the Giants. Oh, look at that! The Giants don't have Brandon Marshall or Odell Beckham or Sterling Shepard. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, that new junior that they have—I I forgot what his name is. Uh, Juju Schuster uh, uh, Smith. Dude, no, no, I'm talking about the the Giants uh, junior, the new Giants junior that they have that's starting because Odell's absence. Oh, have I, a, I have no idea. The rookie, I forgot his name. Yeah, I have Honestly, no idea. Radoon Junior or something like that. Red. Yeah, I have to look at these Giants wide receivers. Uh, maybe they can resign Ruben Randall. I think he's still uh, hooping around. On or, like, agency, um, or like, um, or like on Twitter, uh, Terrell Owens and um, Terrell Owens and Chad Ochocinco. They tweeted at the Giants like, "Hey, you need somebody? We can do some workouts." Or I think Terrell's just trying to ruin it. Yeah, uh, no, because I come. Wait, what were you going to say? Oh, I was going to say Terrell's probably ruining his case for the Hall of Fame since he has no chance at this point. Yeah, because I come. Okay, there's an article that just released. Familiar faces return to replace injured wide receivers. When the Giants waved Terrell's keynote September 18th, neither side thought the Brett... Uh, the break was permanent. Uh, Tavares Keen is back, and then Darius Poe 
is back. But um, yeah, Roger Roger Lewis is the receiver I was talking about. Roger Lewis Jr., who also is a SEC guy, I believe. I think he's for Texas. Them, I want to say. So I played for Bowling Green. I think I can't remember. But yeah, Roger Lewis Jr. That's what I'm talking about here. But yeah, you know, if this were the if this were the Steelers, like I said, they would win. But this is the Broncos, man. Broncos don't play down to the competition. The Broncos, like, the thing is, they will get conservative. That that's the only problem with the Broncos, especially offensively. Because uh, you, Kuda, you know my boy Mike McCoy, right, Kuda? I have a great. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mike, yeah, McCoy. Yeah. Mike McCoy was good for the Chargers. Yeah, and the the one my one complaint about Mike McCoy is that when Mike McCoy had a lead, Mike McCoy loved to be conservative McCoy. And what's conservative McCoy, you may ask? Is where we had we still have 15 minutes of football, and we were leading by only like 10 or 14 points. But Mike McCoy thought it was a good idea to just keep running the clock and not put up four points on the field. And even if there was a chance to even go for a 50-yard field goal, oh, no, no. Now we're conservative McCoy. We put in that shit. So that, that's the only problem with the, with the Broncos is that they become conservative McCoy team when they're, when they're up. But that's not their fault. That's more on the coaching side of things and also, too, that Trevor Simeon is still kind of a hit-or-miss type of quarterback. Some weeks he looks really good and looks like he's progressing in the league. And in some weeks, he looks just absolutely like the seventh rounder that he is. But yeah, when it comes down to it, the Broncos are winning this game. That defense, it, it's just still unreal. Like, them in Kansas City, like, they're just unreal defenses. It's just it's just crazy. So yeah, I got the Broncos winning Coots. Oh, yeah. Um, just the last game, I want to pinpoint the Monday night game between the Colts and the Titans. This is a sad thing because both of both of the stars for the Colts and the Titans, uh, Marcus Mariota and Andrew Luck, they're still out. Um, or is Mar- is Mariota supposed to be back for this game, or is he a game time decision still? I don't, I have no idea. I, I I don't think I don't think he's coming back for this game. I don't think that Titans are gonna rush come back for this <coughs> game. Are you serious? Like Jacoby Brissett? No. Oh no! The obviously, uh, it's like it's like the same situation with De'Aaron Fox and Lonzo Ball. Like Lonzo's gonna keep ducking De'Aaron for as long as he's in the NBA, and that's just gonna be the same case. Mariota's gonna keep ducking the Colts as long as Jacoby Brissett's taking snaps for them. <laughs> yeah, I know, but when, yeah, when it comes down to it, man, like this, this is where Monday Night Football wishes could get a flex, man. Like I don't know what John Green's gonna talk about, man. Like John Green's gonna be like. This is why we need Sergio Dip, Kuda. Can you use him out of Sergio Dip? Like, I, like, and he's all like, "Hello, John, Coach, and other Monday Night Football announcer that I forget the name of. I am here, happy to be back on the Monday Night Football. There you see Marcus Mariota and Andrew Luck on double screen. You see both of them are not in their football gear as both men are injured." And they need to recover. But Andrew Luck says he is about two, maybe three weeks away from back to having the time of, of his, his life. life. While Marcus Mariota told me he wanted to rest. Like, just imagine that. That would just be phenomenal. Sergio Dip, just double screen. Not just one, but double split screen. But two. he doesn't even say split screen. He just says double screen. In double screen, and both of them are having the time of their lives, sitting on the sideline, not taking a single snap. 
episode for this week <clears throat> uh, just to get a few plugs out there like uh, Chase mentioned before I have my podcast out and around the Kuda Trauma show which is available only on SoundCloud right now it'll be on iTunes up and running very soon make sure you go check that out on SoundCloud just look up the Kuda Trauma show and also you can follow me on Twitter at Kuda Trauma Chase where can the good people find you you guys can find me on Twitter at Chase Oliver 68 if you guys are pro wrestling fans, uh, you can kind of subscribe to my YouTube channel, Chase Oliver. You don't have to. I don't. I, I don't suggest it, but you guys can if you want to hear me uh, rant about pro wrestling. Um, but yeah, other than that, you can find me on those social media devices. And make sure you guys support Sports Fan Entertainment and MJ's Vision. If you like our podcast, you can listen to MJ's podcast by becoming a fanatic. On Patreon.com, that is Patreon.com slash Sportsfan Entertainment. Tonight's Sportsfan Entertainment was enjoyed by a, a nice, delicious beer from Pacifico, a Mexican brew beer that I like drinking. Uh, make sure you guys drink Pacifico once in a while. Mexican domestic beers are wonderful, and hopefully you guys have a safe Friday the 13th. <laughs>